Well, welcome to our Creole Collective podcast. This is Jeff and Mike. I'm the Jeff. He's the Mike. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Merry freaking Christmas, everybody. It's going to be amazing. Mike, you have like 40,000 people coming into your house this weekend. What is going on, man? <laughs> it's just another day in life, bro. <laughs> this is what we do. <laughs> I'll be over for dinner, brother. Heck yeah, man. We we actually started a, a tradition in our family of tacos on Christmas. We the just Christmas we get taco. tired of people doing the whole... Yeah, man. Everybody would do turkey and ham again. More like you already do that on Thanksgiving. So why don't we why don't we go tacos? So it's become a tradition. Christmas tacos. Perfect. I love it. Why not? Why not? You have to uh, get creative and kind of uh, do things that are a little outside the box sometimes, and get people involved. And what better than a taco bar with people just stuffing their faces? <laughs> I mean, you have to ask the question, could you, could, can anybody actually prove that Mary and Joseph didn't have tacos on Christmas? Oh, you know, they did. You, I, bet I don't know that like, anyone could prove they didn't. <laughs> Had to be like a lamb, lambs, I don't know, little lamb shanks <laughs> filled up with their that's, tacos. It's <laughs> like, that's, that's called a, that's called a gyro or a euro. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. A gyro. <laughs> wasn't so much taco as the gyro. What is a gyro? I know the right way to say it is a euro. Yeah, what, yeah. what is a euro? It's just it's just a Greek taco. Yeah, is yeah, what it is. Yeah. Oh, you know, yeah. you know that Mary and Joseph had a good <laughs> had a good euro. <laughs> uh, that's it, man. That's it. Everybody's got their own version. It's yeah. like it's like what is a what is a cheesesteak but like a like a bread and steak yeah. taco essentially. Yeah. It's like everything's basically a taco. Wasn't there wasn't there a story in one of like the apocryphal books where Mary and Joseph flee to Egypt and find a really good Euro stand? <laughs> yeah, exactly, man. Yep. Yep. They found a Greek Greek taco stand. That's it. Yeah. A Greek? We just we just we just a... lost like thirty listeners. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Why did I click on this? But which, I'm I'm confused if you go to... which means we're down to two. Yeah, we got our faithful too. Whoever you are, will you like message us if you're the faithful too? <laughs> Thank you so much for being patient. Oh my goodness. But I just got to say about this Egyptian taco stand idea. I don't like what, you know, I lived in Turkey. So it'd be like a Middle Eastern, like when I lived there, it was like, you know, the skewers, people slicing off the chicken. So I could, I could totally see that somewhere in Egypt. They're tired, hungry. Oh, yeah, they pull up. <laughs> Some guys tzatziki? in a stand who, who doesn't off some mead for him. Who doesn't love a little tzatziki? And what is tzatziki? But <laughs> but Greek Greek salsa. That's what it is. It's like white Greek salsa. <laughs> That's what tzatziki is. Oh my goodness. We have to we have to move on. We have to move on. This is hilarious. The tzatziki. <laughs> oh, we should start a food podcast instead. Oh, this is great. Totally hey. good. <laughs> So, all right, I'll, I'll rope it back in. Um, yeah, like Mike said, <laughs> Merry Christmas to our listeners and, um, yeah, the two that are still with us. Um, we are so grateful to uh, celebrate um, not just this Advent season, Christmas season, but also um, the New Year. Um, we have a lot of just fun stuff, super, like, 
awesome stuff coming in the new year. Right, Michael? Mm-hmm. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, lots of good stuff. I, we got the vacation is the first big event of the new year mm-hmm. in February. And it looks like something around 15 couples, mm-hmm. maybe more converging in Florida to enjoy yeah. each other's company with yeah. without agenda, without training, with, <laughs> mm-hmm. without all the conferency stuff. It, mm-hmm. It's just yeah a big community of people it's like Lollapalooza, but in florida without the music and the concerts and just a beach and a couple drinks and your friends so it's nothing Mm -hmm. like Lollapalooza. (laughs) yeah not at all there will probably be tacos (laughs) there will be for sure for sure hey and you forgot mr mike we're gonna be doing a bunch of new coaching in january starting that off too so if you are interested in some personal, relational, friendship, tzatziki-loving coaching, <laughs> you need to uh, pop in and visit us, creolcollective.org backslash create. That is creolcollective.org backslash create. And you can see a couple different opportunities, three-month window, a six-month window. Um, it's going to be an amazing time if you're dreaming and creating new expressions of gospel-shaped ecclesia. Um, where you live, um, or at your workplace, where you hang out with your friends. Um, yeah, it's going to be some really, really good coaching. So don't miss out on that. Um, and, and Mike, I just have to say today we're continuing on the one and others. And so it's going to be an amazing chance to share some Christmas stories around the fire with you, bro. Yeah, sounds good. Let me go start the fire. Okay. I'll wait. Wait, we don't have time to wait. <laughs> we <gotta go. laughs> um, so we are so happy that, um, for, so if, if anybody knows Creole Mike, we are walking through these one another's and our podcast has been kind of like a push against what we would maybe say, or I would say, um, as traditional church structures have kind of a struggle to do these one another's, to really have meaningful, authentic connections with people in spaces where they just trust each other and chill out and just love each other and be together and hear each other and see each other and honor one another. So, so when we talk about these one another's, we're actually talking about it from a real pra- practitioner standpoint. What does this look like? What are some stories? So Mike, as we look at Romans 12, 16 today, the, for those of you listening, um, if you, if you're sitting at your desk or in your car, maybe don't, you know, grab a pen, but if you want to grab, grab something to write on, we're talking about Romans 12, 16, live in harmony with one another living in harmony with one another. So, so Mike, have you seen in your couple of weeks, how does this look? What does this look like for people to actually live in harmony with one another where you're at? Any, any cool stories? Yeah. Always stories, man. Yesterday I was sitting at our, one of our brewery churches for lunch with the guy who opened up that brewery. And he was telling me a um, couple stories, a couple really beautiful stories. One, one of their workers couldn't afford Christmas presents for her kids. And um, she asked for a cash advance on her paycheck to be able to get Christmas mm-hmm. gifts for her kids. And he said, we don't do cash advances, but um, here 
here is an envelope with $500. And he wow. just gifted her with $500. And she just couldn't believe it. I was talking to some of the other workers, said, why would they just give me $500, not cash advance, just give it to me. Right. And they said, these, these, these people are just different. They're just different. That's what they do. Mm-hmm. Then um, another worker, because they have four locations, <clears throat> another worker at another location was uh, dealing with some mental health stuff and um, ended up taking a whole bunch of pills. And one of the workers at that location called the, the owner, told him about it, and they literally shut down one of their locations. One of their locations. They yeah. shut down one of their locations for the night to come around and help this girl so that she wouldn't commit suicide. And so they saved they saved her life, amazing. which was really amazing. But think about a business willing to shut down a location for the night because a person's life right. matters more than what they bring in as a business. So I I think stories like that, yeah. um, where people say, you know what? I'm going to live in harmony with you beyond just being kind, but I'm going to look out for your interest above, above my own. Yeah, that's, that's perfect. And, and both those stories really remind me, like, especially the one where um, the people shut down their business to help someone out. Um, and if you look at the text there, it's not, not real long, but it just says live in harmony with one another. Don't be haughty, but associate with the lowly. Um, and looking into that a little bit deeper, um, this word phreneo, the heart mind connection, thinking, thinking alike, but it's more than just thinking cognitively. It's this visceral emotional connection with people. And those, both those stories, it sounds like they had a super visceral connection emotionally, um, with those people that they loved and cared for and lowly, not like, you know, these are the scum of the earth kind of kind of thing or looking down on people but but in in my um in my uh whatever word search it just just means the those that are you know going through some depression feeling cast out of society um they're kind of feeling low even humble or weak and and so i think i think this is the time of year where we have an amazing opportunity to look out for people who are just feeling feeling low feeling down right mm-hmm. yeah yeah, absolutely. And that's what you hear in the stories that the part, you know, um, that's hard to capture is you're sitting there at the table and watching somebody's eyes well up with tears as they tell you the stories. And so mm-hmm. it isn't just a, we did this thing to be obedient. It's a, we actually genuinely love these people. And it, yeah. as if, right, whatever you do, the least these you did to me, you didn't know you were doing it to me when you did it to me. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So good. You, yeah. you love I, someone so so much. There's a, a genuine care that mm-hmm. you're not taking inventory, so to speak. Yeah, reminds me of a story we had last week of a gentleman that we had met that is actually a registered level two sex offender, and um, he's just been amazing in in, a, in an amazing way, just coming to us for counseling and 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 um relationship and discipleship and he's been doing really good for the last five years just acknowledging what he did um being repentant of what he did what happened with this girl 
but also knowing like he's got to do the hard work now of repairing things and and um, just yeah working through a lot of pain and a lot of heartache around that and um, some of our friends here where we live uh, came alongside him and just in friendship and um, it's obviously very hard to find an apartment or to find a job when you have this on your record it's it's I, th I think it's after seven years is when they just kind of start to think about kind of giving you you know kind of back to some kind of you know level bar but but these friends have helped him find an apartment um they're helping him find a job now they've actually gotten him a little uh, kind of a daytime gig helping someone um, with some projects and um just showing this guy a lot of love uh and um and obviously we're kind of working with them on the mentoring and the coaching and some discipleship stuff and uh so it's just been cool to see our micro church come around come alongside this guy and and just love him in that deeper visceral sense not just not just the i don't know you're my pet project and i'm gonna do these things for you then see you later <laughs> kind of thing so it's been really cool well, i mean that so that that particular example jeff i think the um the real danger in it is when you love someone who has sinned in those sort of ways other people will judge you because you're loving someone who they deem as unlovable right and so i, I think there's something about not being haughty in spirit and living in harmony what what you read in that story it's like a maybe a, a big challenge to loving the least of these is the judgment you get from the outside world in valuing someone that they see as not valuable yeah exactly right and that and, and i love how when paul uses that word um the same word he uses in second i think it's second corinthians for my research i think I mean, correct me if i'm wrong but <clears throat> the word the word lowly um, is used just a couple more times um, in Second Corinthians for he comforts the depressed, um, and um, and then in Second Corinthians ten, um, meekness, humble. Um, so this this idea <clears throat> that we we have a ton of people all around us, whether it's to the extreme level of being a registered sex offender, or it's it's just the level of I'm really not liking my job and I come here every day, but I'm really not happy. And I'm actually quite sad. Um, it's just amazing. The opportunities we have as the, as the Jesus people that, that we are just to kind of help our, help our people be able to love the people right in front of us. Um, and um, so Mike, I was going to ask you, you know, as Jesus, you know, and obviously in the letters here, um, talk about this in our context of our micro churches um how do you think we're dropping the ball in this department how how do you think we're what or what hinders us what are some roadblocks to to actually doing this to live in harmony with one another if it really means to be of the same mind together to agree on this <clears throat> to look at things in the same mind to 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 associate with the lowly, the even even people that aren't lowly to to make those connections. What what are the hindrances to truly viscerally being in harmony with each other? Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna say I I don't think it's conscious pride. I think it's sub 
conscious pride. And I mm-hmm. think that we have to do the work of introspection. We've got to look at ourselves and in the evening um, or morning, whenever, you know, God, where, where is my hot heart? Not like yours. I, I remember um, recently going to a, a gathering on a college campus here meant to connect with and engage campus students um, spiritually and I'm sitting there, Jeff, like there's a girl sitting sort of, you know, at an angle from me who she's got these stretchy pants with uh, dog hair all over them. And she's eating ramen and she's sort of disheveled and um, the way she's talking, all of that. There's something that was happening in me, Jeff, where when I thought about it later, I thought that I intentionally had conversations with other people, but not her. And then I realized that I didn't consciously judge her. I didn't consciously not engage her, but in the subconscious, I was valuing her less than everybody else there for whatever reasons. I think appearance, maybe body language, maybe the way that she carried herself, whatever it was, I was quick to meet certain people and not quick to meet other people. And so there, there's this subconscious prideful bias that we have that I I think we don't acknowledge in ourselves. And I think it's really critical that we look at ourselves and go, are there people that I value less? Not, not on a conscious level. I don't think we do it on purpose, but on a subconscious level, why are there certain people that I'm quick to meet and other people that I'm not quick to meet? Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Even when you go to parties or your workplace or public places and you always kind of gravitate towards the people that are kind of like you or feel like you would like them back or and um Jesus is is uh is the fellow that reminds us to interact with the lowly, the even our enemies, right? Later, I think later in the chapter it talks a lot about our enemies. Um in Romans 12 there. Um and I know when I go to a party I'm going to hang with guys like Mike that want to talk about football and have a beer and, you know, just relax. And, and then if there's, if there's a new couple in the corner or a new family or a new guy in the corner, it's like, you, you know, you kind of got to um, make a deliberate choice to really see that person and hear that person and create that connection because they don't have those kinds of connections. And, and I think that's what makes the body of Christ different. Um, our Ecclesia when, when we do gather together as God's people, um, are we taking that initial um, decision to truly connect viscerally with people? Or are we just going to, you know, gravitate towards the people that think like us? Jeff, I think, I think no matter what, you're going to find yourself to people that share common hobbies and interests through the course of the day, night, whatever you're doing. But I think a good rule is wherever you go, intentionally engage the person that you might not engage naturally first. I think that's a good practice. That the first thing you should Absolutely. do, look around the room, go to the, go to the person or the people that, that you might tend to never talk to and talk to them first. Right, right. I had a... I had a... <laughs> Just you just saying that out loud just reminded me of my college days in Montana. I was a part of an university chapter, University Christian Fellowship, and 
I was a young college punk, but the leader of the crew would always like kind of sick me on different people who were new. He'd be like, he'd like look at me with big brown eyes and he'd point at me. Then he'd point at this new person and you didn't have to say a word. I, I knew what he meant. He's like, you need to go and connect with this person because they're brand new. And um, that was kind of my hidden agenda for the, <laughs> for the group meetings. He's like, he's like, I know I can count on you to being an awkward goofball and, and connecting with these new people. But it, it was a joy too, because I had some of the best relationships because this dude, like, he basically forced me to do it. I mean, without forcing me, but he's like, I'm counting on you to do this. I'm, I'm expecting you to do this. Um, and I had some of the best Jeff, connections because of that. I'll bring it full circle and say, uh, we talked about tacos. We talked about food at the beginning. Uh -oh, here I'll, we go. I'll say, I'll say this. <laughs> and Tzatziki, I, I think bring it all in. Tend to, man, I think we tend to, to always like go to the diner and get the cheeseburger. And I think that we have to expand our palate and get a taste for different, different offerings, different meals. And I think that it's like that in relationship. You tend to gather with people that share some of the same hobbies, interests, and personality traits. Mm -hmm. And you've got to expand your palate because you're missing a variety of flavor. Different people, different personalities, different hobbies, different interests, mm -hmm. all that stuff actually brings more flavor to your life. And you're making your life more, be more beautiful by, by connecting with people that are vastly different than you. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I was thinking about how they, the like animal kingdom does this as well last night. And my 14 year old, just, just what you just said about connecting with people different than you. We have um, in the animal world, we have like kind of symbiotic relationships where like horses will like, like wild horses will gather together around like unprotected animals. And, you know, and even things like in the Serengeti rhinos and zebras will kind of protect each other from alligators and all these different cases of the animal kingdom where like they group together and defend each other. And then they also, you know, protect the young and protect the weak. Um, and I'm like, holy cow, the animal kingdom does this way better than the church does. <laughs> um, so I just love those pictures of like, if anybody wants to Google, like, I don't know, homeostasis, I forget what it's, the word is. Um, I don't have it right in front of me, but it's this amazing like thing that animals just do instinctively to protect and care for their young and their weak. Um, and usually it's like the strong, more dominant ones will go out and attack and make sure, you know, they're taking care of business. So it's just amazing to think about like, why, why, why can't that be the church? Why can't we circle up and gather up and, and honor the weak and the lowly and, and protect them and care for them and meanwhile advancing with our stronger ones and yeah it's pretty cool stuff geeking out a little yeah, bit with I think, national geographic I with my it, kids <laughs> i i love it man and i and i think because as you're talking i just thought about what would have made jesus so different and i i think part of it is um he would have spoken with as much joy and enthusiasm and excitement over meeting a king as he did meeting a, a woman who lived in a trailer who had a skin condition that people avoided. Mm -hmm. And he, he would have been like, I met this woman named Janet and she's marvelous and you guys have to meet her. And he would have been just as excited to introduce her as he mm. would. Yeah. taking selfies of himself with some sort of, you know, um, well-known politician or performer. Yeah. Yeah. And don't you think that's why there were so many examples of him 
healing lepers and people that just needed a touch, um, a, a personal connection with Jesus. Not the healing was powerful. Like it's cool that he healed them, no doubt. I don't want to downplay that, but there's a deeper heart connection and association with the lowly. You know, the people that really humbled and meek and feeling downcast and just depressed and sad and sick and Jesus makes that heart visceral connection first with them. Um, I think I think it's a pretty sweet model what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he chose the foolish things of the world to shame the wise, and mm-hmm. I think it's because he valued people that so many of us don't value. Yeah, yeah. So this this Christmas, we're just thankful that you that are listening are are out there on the highways and the byways loving people caring for people living in harmony with each other trying to be of the same mind and heart for one another so be encouraged to keep doing that be encouraged to make that loving connection with the next person that you run into today at costco or caribou coffee wherever you like to play around um let's let's really take those connections um and believe it's it's jesus making those connections through us and um, care for them likewise and be cared for yourselves this holiday season. We're praying for you. We love you. Um, Please uh, reach out to us if we can be of any good cheer for you, encourage you. And Mike, we have some fun things coming up. Do you know where people can get directed online to go see all the fun stuff? We should maybe tell them one more time. Yeah. So we, we have a number of, offerings between our uh starting in the new year we're actually gonna have evening offerings that will be available once yeah. a month we've yeah. got uh webinars every other week creo conversations every other week we've got all these coaching offerings and opportunities available as well as uh three separate two days after the vacation but you can find everything on our website. Jeff, you want to give them the address? Yep. Yep. Again, it's creolcollective.org backslash create. And um, I'm thinking if people get on there this week, we should promise them like a free euro or taco. We can send it in the mail. <laughs> <laughs> I saw I saw when the uh, when the Jaguars beat the Cowboys, the, the Philadelphia Eagles sent yeah. Doug Peterson, like 35 uh, cheesesteaks. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it was a perfect troll. It was perfect. Yeah, we. Uh, I think we need it. to up our game in the Euro department. Somehow we got to get like some deal, some online Grubhub or something. I, Just... I think. I think. I think part of the incentive is come to a two day, and then I'll buy it. There you go. <laughs> yeah, creocollective.org backslash create. Click on the two days, the training, the coaching, and then. And then if you jump in, well, we're going to talk tacos. Okay, that's the incentive. I'm throwing it out there right now. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Have a great Christmas, everyone. Mike, you want to give final Christmas greetings? Yeah. And hey, guys, take take the time to pause, to slow down, to be present yourself with God, with your family, with those that you care about. And... um, don't produce. I, th- I think one of the most beautiful things about the Christmas story is how it sort of came and went unnoticed. Mm-hmm. And and what seemed to be unspectacular and hidden was the beauty of the kingdom. Yeah, so wow. take the time just to sit and pause. Amen. 
Amen. We love you all. Have a wonderful rest of your Advent, reflecting, pausing together. And we are excited to see you in the new year. Thanks for listening, everybody.